have all you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Hey, Doug. Captain Pike's going to be here next week at the next con. And I was like, Captain Pike is dead. Jeffrey Hunter died in the 60s. What the hell's wrong with you? That's just, why would you say that? Now, the box guy is the guy that does all the cons, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because Jeffrey Hunter uh, had a brain aneurysm back Ooh. then. Was it seventies or something? Oh, so the original guy is long dead. That's interesting. So the oh, other yeah. guy, the other guy is just the box guy. Because I saw the box guy at um at that that Chicago con that I went to. It was really fun. Yep. Because yep. uh, Jeffrey Hunter, I guess when he walked away from Star Trek, because uh-huh. this is going to be a TV series and not really make much out of it, uh, he went on to do like B movies. Nice. And uh, hey, so did so did Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that wasn't until the 21st century. Yeah, but right. then, um, he, I guess he was in some movie that uh, he got hurt and it kind of fucked up his balance for a while. Uh. And then when he came home, he fell and hit his head. Oh, yikes. And then he had like problems with it. And that's what set up the uh, brain trauma that led to his aneurysm that killed him. That's what happened to What's-Her-Face too. Um, uh, no, no Carter. Like- Liam Neeson's wife. She hit her head like skiing or something and died. Then he became a racist. I don't think those two things are. I think he was a racist before then. Your mic sounds hollow, Dennis. Oh, really? Yeah, it sounds like, it sounds weird. Is it, it might be coming from your computer mic. I don't think maybe your mic mic's not on. Okay. Yeah. Computer. I I don't, I don't think he was a racist. I, I think he had some racist thoughts and he uh, he addressed those racist thoughts. I don't know. Sounds kind of racist to me. He, he was going through a moment of rage, and that was the point in his life that he knew that he could be better than that. And it's what snapped him out of. Uh, I don't know. He's Irish, of course. He's racist. Hmm. There you go. You let me hear talk, Dennis. Hello. You sound better now. Yeah. Yeah. I think your mic. I think the sound was coming from your. That's weird. I didn't do anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes you got to go in and kind of mess around with the, the settings or whatever. Yeah, I checked the settings and it was using my USB mic. Yeah. Do you like that? I just solved that problem because that's what I do. I'm a problem solver. What? Hold on. Okay. Did mine change? No, you sound the same. You still sound terrible as all. No, Dennis. <laughs> it's just rude. I just, I, I don't trust my mic. You sound great. I'll tell. I mean, I told Dennis he didn't sound good. I know, but I just I. Bob I know pulls that, no punches with with. Sound. But I know I know you love me more, and you would be more hesitant. Nah, don't make don't make me pick. That's not fair. That's not fair. You can't do that. I can't. You can only you can only pick one of us to be the captain. She's the ship, and I'm the captain. I'm the captain. Um, Holly Berry, Holly Berry, Holly Berry. <laughs> Halleberry, Halleberry. I don't know why I haven't thought of that song in years, but it just came into my head all of a sudden. Well, Hurricane Chris for that ass? <laughs> I wonder what Hurricane Chris is doing now. I don't know. Taxes. <laughs> Let's see. He does taxes in Walmarts for people. <laughs> hey, are you Hurricane Chris? Yep. Hey, man, you didn't take off my proper deductions. 
Tax deduction. Tax deduction. <laughs> Hurricane Chris. Whatever happened to Hurricane Chris? I guess uh, departure from polo grounds. I don't know. Um, if Soldier yeah, Boy is still around, why can't Hurricane Chris still be around? He's not doing anything right now. The last report is 2015. That was a long time ago. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Good for him. He couldn't adapt to the times. Hopefully he invested well. Hopefully he invested well. What do you think the odds of that are? <laughs> I can't hear you at all now, Ben. Okay. Sorry. Now, there you are. All right. All right. I don't know if you're somebody off screen. There's somebody at your house. The podcast is coming from inside the house. <laughs> All right. Well, anywho, um, let's talk about Deep Space Nine. Welcome to the Dork Trek podcast. I'm joined, as always, by two of the finest podcasters in the world today. They are speed, romance, and dynamite, handsome, knowledgeable, entertaining to listen to. Wait, when do those guys show up? They'll be here later. <laughs> They'll be here later. Uh, ben McCormick, your... Uh, Star Trek expert. Hello, Ben. Hi, Bob. And Dennis Black and Asian, your thorn in Ben's side. <laughs> Hello, Dex. The pain. Yeah. So this week we're watching an episode entitled Business as Usual, which is not the title of an EPMD record, but I think it is. It might be. Is it? I think it is. All their records were about business. Like it had all the all the EPMD records had business in the titles. I'm looking now. EPMD. I love EPMD. Strictly business. Stay great. Let's see here. Their albums are Risky Business. They had Strictly Business, Unfinished Business, Business as Usual, Business Never Personal, Back in Business, Out of Business, We Mean Business, and Big Business. So yes, all their songs had all their records had business titles. Do you think that was the plan from the outset or they just kind of found themselves falling into that pattern? Ah, it works. Yeah. Eric and Parrish making dollars. So they great. So anyway. That was their business. They were in the counterfeiting business. Yeah, they were. Strictly dollars, baby. Strictly business. Australian dollars. Oh, I don't know what an Australian dollar is called. Is it just a dollar? Is it a pound? Dollar. Is it the dollar? I think it's an Australian dollar. Yeah, I think uh, Australia and Canada. Doesn't Canada use dollars too? Canadian dollars, yeah. Yeah. But they're not, well, they used to not be worth as much. It'd be like, how much is this book? Oh, it's uh, 5,000 Canadian dollars. Oh my God. Why don't we have American money? Oh, it's uh, 15 bucks. Um, yeah, the Canadian dollar, excuse me, the United States dollar to the Australian dollar, you get 71 cents for every. Uh, one dollar, every one Australian dollar is 71 American dollars. That's not too bad. I mean, that's kind of like the U.S. dollar to the euro. Yeah. Basically, or at least really? that way. I think so. Last time I was in Europe, it was a one-to-one, -one, but that was 15, 16 years ago when it first went live. See, oh, yeah. That, yeah, they surged ahead pretty quickly. Euro, it's um, one euro is a dollar 13 in U.S. dollars. Mm. How about the pound? This is fascinating. The pound sterling. The Mexican peso is, wow, five cents for every peso. Yeah. Interesting. That, that's actually gone up. 
Because I can remember not too long ago, it was worth like two cents or something. The Swiss franc is the same note to the Mexican. Okay, hang on. Why did it change that one? See, that's, that's just kind of one of the weird ways that they do money. Because like in Turkey, they used to have, it used to be like uh, three million Turkish lira to a dollar. It was just wow. kind of the weird way they did their dom- denominations and everything. So they got rid of all those zeros and just made them like, okay, it's just three. Why don't you just, why don't you go live in Turkey, Dennis? You'd be a millionaire. Okay, bye. No, I'm not saying you should go right now, but I'm, is that the plan? Wait until this episode is over. <laughs> Are you going to go be a Turkish millionaire? <laughs> yeah, well, it's not that way anymore. Okay. You missed your opportunity. Yeah. There used I just to be, become a millionaire the old-fashioned way. Rob and stealing steal. it. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll go to jail because you're brown. Yeah. Well, not in Turkey. That, that, wouldn't it be the reverse? I'm brown there, too. Oh. Well, yeah. I'm brown, man. I'm brown. Well, I, know I'm brown. I know you're going to be brown everywhere else. I'm just saying wouldn't, it's brown all over. But wouldn't you uh, be less conspicuous? Aren't they brown as well? They're brownish. Okay. Tur- aren't the, the Turks are all kinds of, can I call them the Turks or is that bad? No, you can call them the Turks. Okay, like the Turks are all uh, colors of the rainbow, if you will. Yeah, there, there's some light-skinned Turks. There's some, some darker Turks. Because I think right there where you, that, that's like the crossroads where two continents meet, right? Asia Minor, bro. That's, that's right. Like, that's like the, the crossroads of the entire planet. Yes, so everybody that's what Bone Thugs and Harmony was thinking about. Oh, really? Yeah, they were like, oh, we'll meet you in Istanbul. It's the crossroads Istanbul of the world. Istanbul was Constantinople now. What's Istanbul? Now, um, now do they still call it um, can, Do they still call it Asia Minor? Can you call it that and get away with it? Or is that like a white people term? I think if you make a globe, you can still put it in parentheses. Asia Minor. I don't think anybody actually refers it. So what I just learned from ancient Roman history is that uh, like the, the, what is it, the eastern half or a large portion of that of Turkey or what we now know as Turkey uh-huh. uh, during the Roman empire days was Asia. So if the Romans were saying you're going to Asia, they were actually talking about Turkey that chunk of Turkey. Huh. And then it just became the title for the rest of the continent. Is Turkey in Asia minor uh, called Asia minor, lesser Asia. That's not nice by the That's- Romans. The land uh, is the Asian part of modern Turkey across Thrace, T-H-R-A-C-E, Thrace, Thrace. Yeah, that's going back pretty far. Yeah, it lies between the Aegean Sea to the east of Greece, and it is usually known by its Greek name, Antonella, Antonella? Antolia. Antolia, there you go. Yeah. Anatolia, something like that. Anatolia, Asia Minor. They still refer to it as Anatolia, like the region or whatever, you know? Okay. I mean, Turkey's great, but it's just a lesser Asia, kind of, still. Would you be children of a lesser Asia? Hello, lesser Asia. Lesser Asia was a less popular 80s band. Lesser Asia. (laughs) That was a cover band. Yeah, like, that'd be a great name. Yeah, that'd be a great name. A new wave cover band called Lesser Asia. Or just be an Asia cover band just called Lesser Asia. But because like we can't there enough Asia songs? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why we're lesser. Because like we can't just play Asia songs because there's not enough of them. So like you got to play like, I guess, satellite songs of Asia that kind of lived in its orbit, if you will. Do you remember when you were young? Like you'd have to play like some Toto, I imagine. 
but not do Africa because that Weezer song is the exact same song. I don't care what anybody says. Like that took no ability or talent. They said, hey, let's just redo that song. So it wasn't a redo, it was a cover? I mean, it's, it's the same song. You could play them side by side and you wouldn't even know the difference. He did the moment. It's an Asia song. I didn't really? Know. That's a good one. That's what I was just singing. Do you remember when we were young? That's right. Okay. Nothing, something, something. Wow. Asia had a lot of records. It's hard to recognize that uh, the uh, the verses without the you know accompanying music. Yeah. But if you sing the chorus, then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, of course. It was a heat of the moment. I will always say the Eric Cartman version in front of Congress will be the best. <laughs> Like they had, I mean, I had no well, idea. Not, they too had, many, not too many Asia songs to choose from. Here. Asia, they had, but they had a shit ton of records. I mean, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. All also with business in the title. It's really weird. <laughs> I guess it's a theme. I guess EPMD were big Asia fans. Actually, they all. It looks like they all started with the letter A until the year two thousand. Yeah, and then they had rare. Year two thousand. Yeah, that's why they changed it. Like you know what, we got to try something new, man. People are getting tired of our A records. Let's try something else. And then they started the B records. Greg they Lake have more albums in the two thousands than they did in the eighties and nineties. That is weird. I didn't know Greg Lake was in Asia. He was also in King Crimson and Emerson Lake and Palmer. I didn't know that. Emerson Lake and Palmer, one of my favorite groups. Really. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. My ELP collection. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Do you now, do you like ELO? I do. All right. Now with that. Yep. Mr. Blue Sky. I'm surprised you were able to. I, I think there's some weird hate for ELO. But it, it's just kind of like. Electric Light Orchestra? Like, yeah, like feel-good music, I think. Yeah. I think it's, it's just. If you don't like Electric Light Orchestra, you, you just, you have hate in your heart and you need to accept the good vibes that are available to you from them. I just think people like hate and stuff. Yeah. You know, like in the 70s, there seemed to be a lot of uh, like gatekeeping in music. Yeah. Because people were like, no, man, rock is the best. No, I like disco. No, I like, you know, whatever you would classify ELO as. Like, okay. I guess they were alternative, not really alternative, but. Just kind of not really. Wrong. They're like a progressive rock band. Maybe, yeah. Would you put ELO like on the same like station as Stick. Journey and Sticks? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like you know, Jeff Lynn's. I'm looking at Jeff Lynn. I mean, he's a great guitar player, great songwriter. So yeah, I guess they would be okay there. ELO, the Electric Light Orchestra. We might as well do a music podcast. I was going to say the studio audience is starting to wonder why. <laughs> Talking about uh, 70s uh, frog rock and not. Uh, the thing is, I probably know a shit ton of yellow songs, but I just don't because for the longest time I thought every song in the 70s was just the Doobie Brothers. I was like, oh, that's yeah. the Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Like, no, that's and Carlos. See, another, like, yeah. prog rock and yacht rock, are they different? Or yes, they very much so. Subdivisions of each other. Uh, I think they're different. Hmm. Or maybe subdivisions of a lesser genre. <clears throat> You know what I'm really into? Genre. Uh, I really the lesser Asia. Yeah, exactly. I I really dig um, space rock. I don't know if you guys ever listen to space rock, but like Hawkwind and like the thirteenth floor elevators and shit. It's really cool. 
No, not ringing a bell. Uh, Lemmy was originally in the uh, Hawkwind. Oh, really? Yeah. And like so, Hawk, Hawkwind even made music with Michael Moorcock, the author of the the guy, uh, Dorian Hawkwind. Name. Yeah, he is. And he's a good writer, too. Dorian Hawkwind or Hawkmoon or whatever. It's cool. So my musical cluelessness, I didn't uh, know who or what a Lemmy was until it died. Well, okay. Lemmy's great. I just, it wasn't my, uh, wasn't my scene, man. Yeah, maybe. So I, I was an adult. Then I realized yeah. what was going on. What's up with Lemmy? So what's going on with this episode of Star Trek, business as usual? Well. It's just business as usual. Yeah. Some standard, standard episode stuff going on here. I mean, yeah, it's pretty standard. It's good. You got Quark, I mean, Quark and uh, Dax, though. Dax once again proving she's like the coolest member of the crew. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, Dax is where it's at. Like, they have to hook up sometimes, right? That's kind of how, it, like, this episode shows me their relationship to be, like, you know, if... Yeah. Seven, actually, if seven, it's Friday seven. night, neither one's got anything going on, she'll fucking rub his ears for a little bit. Yeah, uh, you so? Yeah, Zia and uh, Quark uh, have that little hollow. Maybe not anymore now that she's dating Worf. No, because, I mean, like, the thing is, if Worf found out about that, he would kill both of them. Because, no. but maybe that's why Worf hates the Ferengi. He does hate. He does not like Worf or Quark. Yeah, maybe that's why. Because he smashed. Yeah. Ah. Uh, you know, like they were kind of going through their list. Quark sloppy seconds. Yeah. And once asking. you go Ferengi, you never quite Ferengi. I don't know. <laughs> like, it was just his ears, Worf. It was just his ears. They're Eskimo bros. Because, like, think about the list though. Like when they were going through it, where he's like, yeah. I banged some Klingon lady and Troy and maybe Data one time. <laughs> She's like, well, you know, uh, Rom and Quark and Nog. And, and that was all just one night. Disco. And that was Thursday. <laughs> yeah, she's got seven lifetimes of people that yeah. she's banged out. Yeah, but she hasn't banged them all. That's just, I mean, she doesn't have that to worm, go. Though. Yeah, she doesn't have to go into his conquests because that would, uh, you know. Well, if you go back far enough, she uh, hooked up with McCoy. So apparently, yeah, yeah, he always. But had she didn't do it. Um, she didn't do it though. Uh, what's his right. name? Yeah, what the worm me? did. The worm and a previous uh, host. host did. Yeah, it wasn't me. I bet. I bet McCoy's a gentle but stern lover. I should have never gave Cisco the key. Yeah, <laughs> caught him red-handed. Red-handed. It wasn't me. Yeah, McCoy, I mean, have you ever seen the episode, the, the TOS episode, Shore Leave? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, Maybe I saw it once or twice. He's fucking around. He's banging everything. He gets, yeah, he's an old Southern doctor. Yeah. And he doesn't mind if they're androids, apparently. He doesn't mind anything. He's like, hey, man, you know, if it's, it's, it's got a snatch, I'm about it. <laughs> Hey, Jim. <laughs> Snatch, I'm about it. But the thing is, like, Jim's always going first. So he's like, damn yeah. it, Jim. <laughs> he just tells, he tells Kirk everyone's an android because Kirk doesn't <laughs> want a fucking android for some, some weird reason. He doesn't. Yeah. Oh, no, these girls are androids. Don't, uh, robots. They're robots. Yeah. You don't want that, Kirk. It's robots. It's cold, it's cold inside. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> That's why his nickname is Bones, because yeah. it's actually he, short for Leonard Bones. 
androids. Because <laughs> he'd be boning everything, baby. That's right. All kinds of androids. I'm a bone you. I'm a bone your phone, baby. It's got an Android operating system. Oh, yeah, that turns me on. <laughs> That's why it was really awkward on that first episode of TNG when uh, he was, when, uh, what is it, Data was walking him to the, uh, yeah. to the, yeah. the shuttle. That was the like, uh, post coitus right there. Yeah, he's like, oh. so. Yeah. You see. are fully functional, Data. Yeah. Good you gotta, job. You got a vagina. Doctor, okay. huh? can, you, can you tuck that in? Let me do that. Huh? And it, does it invert? Does it come off? Put on. Let's get it on. So I guess if Data's fully functional, mm-hmm. he's got to have a butthole then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For anal. <laughs> <laughs> also for Android farts. Yeah, for Android farts. He's got to, you know, let the gas out. You ever hear Where that was that one? episode? Where was that B story? Like Data practicing <laughs> farts? <laughs> Well, the thing is, is every time you've heard that little twee-woo bosun's pipe sound, that's oh, actually... Captain's on the bridge. No, no. Nope, nope. Data had a big lunch. I haven't got the sound down yet. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so um, Cork is just broke. Yep. Got debts all over the place, left to sell his bar. And this kind of seems to come out of nowhere, too. Like, I thought Cork was doing okay, but I mean... Yes. Times are tough for Quark. You know, makes, well, he, he makes some bad deals. There was, a, that was it some planet uh, hit the mother load or something, and it caused the market to drop. And Yeah. But I think this, this episode hints around, uh, like, what's going on in the larger universe without directly addressing it, because it's wartime. Yeah. You know, the Dominion have invaded, even though they haven't mentioned it in the last three episodes. And so... Typical business is going to suffer, but there's other industries that are booming. It's called war profiteering. That's right. <laughs> it's I like mean, the Kennedys. It's like uh, it's like Dick. Stark. It's like Dick Cheney. <laughs> Yay! So let's do some good old-fashioned war profiteering. And his cousin just happens to stroll into the bar, and he's like, "Hey, man, I see that you're fucking dirt poor, like a stupid idiot." You know, every time I hear his, his cousin speaking, and I had to look up the actor, and he wasn't really somebody I recognized once I saw him without the makeup. Because his most famous role is probably playing Raphael in the teen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Really? Correct. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, he also played. He also played Hitler in the TV series in the miniseries War and Remembrance. Mm-mm, that's a different guy. Different guy. Oh, yeah, this that guy is old. He is the super bad guy from the eighties. Okay. Yeah. Because he was in Rambo, uh, yep. Rambo Two. He was in Octopussy. He was, he was in. Ah, he was in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Okay. I started right. watching this. I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> well, I always recognize him because of that the mole thing yeah. he's got going on. Because yeah. I thought it was like a religious thing, but then I started looking. I'm like, "Oh no, that's just a, just a mole." Okay. Steven yeah. Burkoff. And the other guy, the Regent. He's uh, obviously Elaine Bennis's dad. Yeah. And he yeah. was in, uh, I, you know, I've been going back and listening to some of our first season episodes. Oh, how's that going? How's that working? He was, he was Cyrus Redblock from, yeah. uh, from the uh, Holodeck one. One of the Dixon Hill novels. The Long Kiss Goodbye or whatever. The yep. Long Kiss Goodbye. Yeah. That's why, you know, I, I didn't really recognize the, the other, the Hag Thor or whatever the guy's name, the bad guy. Until Odo walked in the bar into Quark's looking for him. And 
he was like, well, this is a private party. You can't come in. And then Odo was like, well, if you could tell him that Ramon, <laughs> the guy he saw, he picked up on Thursday, he went to, I went to my doctor and uh, he said I had the herpes simplex 10. <laughs> and if you could let him know about that, he should probably see his own physician before stuff starts falling off the man. Victor. And the guy, the guy was in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, Lawrence T. He was. I saw him. There's a picture oh, yeah. of him on the internet. He's great. He's like stupid young too, and I forget yeah. what he was in with. Mister Pink. So. All right. Yeah. The, the yeah the he was the regent. That's right. Yeah yeah. Anyway. I, I love him. He I guess he, according to his Wikipedia page, he had a lot of off-screen troubles. Yeah. Uh, being drunk and disorderly. Yeah, yeah, it's never good when they have to do a whole Wikipedia section on your troubles. Off-screen troubles. Now, again, if when Ireland has a section on the yeah. troubles, that's yeah. one thing. But when an individual has a section on their troubles, it's like, mm. He was stabbed in a bar fight. Huh. Yeah, can you imagine being the director for that? Where you're just, I mean, you've got this guy who's like, you know, hey, look, I need you to stand over here. We're going to do this scene. He's like, don't fucking tell me what to do. I'll cut you, bitch. Oh, wow. Oh, calm down, Red Block. That's pretty cool. Listen to this. So with, um, I guess when they were filming Reservoir Dogs, Tarantino later claimed that Tyranny was having, he was difficult to work with and would forget his lines. They almost got into a fist fight. Late in the filming, Tyranny began complaining about working in the hot and humid warehouse scenes and took his attitude out on another actor. When Tarantino told Tyranny to tone it down, uh, Tyranny directed his anger at Tarantino and physically shoved him in response. Tarantino this is, responded. This would be a 70-year-old man at this point. <laughs> yeah, like try to kick the shit out of Quentin Tarantino. And my money's on Cyrus Redblock here. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, like, kind of deserves it because Tarantino is kind of a scumbag, but whatever. I like yeah. his movies. Yeah. I mean, we've always known Tarantino's kind of a scumbag, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's not news to anybody. Yeah, no. And he's totally in defeat. Every movie. Every movie. He's got some, like, think, you know, he's just yanking it when uh, Uma Thurman's trying to wiggle her toes and kill Bill. He's just like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> yes. And then when he's drinking, like, tequila out of Selma Hayek's shoe and, um, yeah. and the other one there, Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, you know, he's fucking got the hugest Brock hard cock. Like, oh, this is they so like catch him in the editing bay. <laughs> You've been in here for two days. I, I gotta get the scene right. But you're not this even doing make art. You're not even directing the movie. <laughs> Shut up. And where are your pants? <laughs> I left him outside. Leave me alone. I can't edit in pants. <laughs> Do you think Robert Rodriguez just indulges him? He's like, all right, you can you can edit all the feet scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't think they're in his movies. He doesn't have weird feet. No. Movies. Yeah, but Tarantino's just that one. It totally into. Yeah, I don't think there's any feet scenes in fucking Spy Kids' death. <laughs> well, there's that one, but it you know people went to jail. Yeah, and then T- Tarantino was like, <laughs> "I got." It's on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Tarantino was like, "You gotta leave that in. It's a great scene." Like, no, man. <laughs> no one wants to see Ricardo Montalban's feet. I promise you. I don't know. Was wrong. he in Spy Kids? Mm-hmm. He was. The was? I've, never, I've never seen it. Yeah, me neither. I know there's a cartoon, and like there's like ten movies. Yeah. No, somebody had posted that on uh, Twitter the other day, where it was like, you know, when will Hispanics have their version of Black Panther? 
And somebody was like, shut up. You already had spy kids. You good. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. All right. I will say, I don't know if you guys ever saw the faculty, but the faculty was really good. He directed the faculty. I thought that movie was cool. Robert Rodriguez did. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Yep. It's got right. Robert Patrick in it. Yeah. And uh, fucking Frodo. Everybody was in that movie. That movie was good. See, when the Spy Kids movie were coming out, though, I that was around the same time, though, that Shark Boy and Lava Girl came out. Well, yeah, because I think they're like spinoffs, right? Well, I, I don't I think, know. I, I don't think they're like in the same universe. But there were a lot of movies like that because there was that, uh, what was it, um, Super High School or something like that? Like the, oh. the high school for superhero kids or something? Yeah. Some that, well, I thought that was a Disney thing. Was it? Yeah. Hero High or something. Wasn't fucking Kurt Russell in that? Yeah, yeah he was he was the dad. Yeah. Kurt Russell. I thought for sure that Spy Kids in this movie took place in the same universe. I don't I don't think Spy Kids and uh Shark Boy and Lava Girl cuz Lava Girl was the daughter from Spy Kids. Okay. And so I I would have made a different connection on that. Maybe she got head. lava powers. She did. No. No. Because then she's the mutant, so right. she has puberty, and then her her X gene activates. That's not no. That's not how it works. Whoa. That was loud. Yeah. yeah. And I love uh, and I love Machete. Yeah. Machete is good. Yeah, and Machete kills is pretty. It's a pretty cool concept how they execute a Machete kills. I have not seen Machete kills. It's. I think you'd enjoy it. Maybe I'll watch it. Although Machete was in Spy Kids. He was uh, yes. the uncle. That was awesome. Yes. I love the idea that like he can make Machete and Spy Kids. I think it's just wonderful. Just He's a very talented dude, that Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Very talented cat. So anyway, um, we just saw Ben's hot chest. Yeah. Yeah. It's flashy. That's my hot chest. <laughs> Look at my Let's shuttlecraft those man titties come on (laughs) (laughs) all right so anyway um where are we yeah so uh, Quark has to get into i mean times are tough on the streets so he's got to make money any way he can so he does i mean you can't fault him for that and he's kind of being a good ferengi at this point right and he's going to go into arm sales though that's i mean with that you know that that's always been kind of aligned with him hasn't it yeah but i guess aligned so much as like he didn't want to get busted yeah, because nobody wants to get nobody wants really done it at this scale. Yeah. I think yeah. that's kind of stepping into the big leagues of weapons dealing. Because when, uh, after he agrees to whatever meet, the whole thing with him sitting on the bar stools and shaking them. Yeah. Just to make sure they're not Odo. <laughs> it's good stuff. He can be anywhere. And then he's like dipping his finger in the. Uh, Hasn't he done that before? I like, hope so. I don't know. This is a recurring bit, right? Like where he does, like he checks the chairs to make sure that they're not Odo. I didn't think he did. Well, it's a good bit. I mean, if you're going to do a bit, you got to do a good one. And like, if that's going to be his who's on first kind of bit, then you might as well run with it. You know, that's going to be the classic Odo bit. Yeah. I think one time he was checking glasses. Yeah. I think it was a time he was checking glasses. I knew he was doing something like that. Yeah. Because he didn't trust Odo. Well, you can't trust Odo. I mean, you can't trust someone that can change into a chair and always wants to be a chair so people fucking fart on him because he's a sexual maniac. I mean, you can't trust him. Now he's had sex. Yeah. So 
Look out. He's insatiable. Yeah. Like he's like space prince. <laughs> space prince who can turn himself into liquid and lives in a bucket. If prince could turn into a chair. Think about fucking everybody. Think about the extravagant ass bucket Prince would have if Prince was a fucking change. Like, oh my God, it would be yeah. crazy. It would be purple, first of all. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that goes without saying. It'd have rhinestones, probably. No, I think it would have diamonds and pearls. It would have lace. You know, it would have lace. Okay. It would have to have lace. Yeah. Like, it would have purple. like a lace uh, uh, doily or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it would, it would have high heels. Just for no reason other than to have the high heels. Yeah, because, I mean, Prince wants his bucket to look taller than it really is. Yeah, and in silhouette, his bucket looks like a guy with a huge penis. Yeah, and then there would just be, a, and like, it would have assless pants. It's like there would be pants on it with holes where the bucket shows. And then just, like, a bunch of hot chicks hanging out around the bucket. Yeah. Like, instead of having... instead of having Shalimar room, would be there <laughs> performing. I think instead of having the room with all the things that he could shapeshift into... You just have the room full of pillows with the hot chicks just like lounging. Yeah. Occasionally the revolution shows up, you know, checks on the bucket. Yeah. They, they knock out a set. power generation. That'd be really, because like we, everyone always thought David Bowie was an alien. What if Prince was a change? I mean, Madonna might be a changeling because she's changed her look so many times. She well, Jenny, I think on uh, the Mouthy broadcast page has a thing where uh, people who could be time Lords. Ah. And so Prince and, and uh, David Bowie definitely make the list. I'd say so. Patrick Stewart is probably a time Lord. Mm, I wouldn't think. What about Sam Jackson? Possibly. I mean, he doesn't really be ages slower than we do. I mean, I, w- I was watching Phantom Menace. He could Menace. be a Highlander. Yeah, that's true. That would be pretty cool. I'm the motherfucking Highlander. But they don't age at all, right? Yeah. Like, right. Sam Jackson's gotten a little older. I mean, of course you know he's preposterous about Samuel Jackson is you know, he did the Shaft movie, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And they brought in Richard Roundtree in that movie at the end kind of as a – tip of the hat to him pay like, oh, homage old version of shaft you know he's mm. too old to do this movie but we'll bring him in at the end kind of the way they did that with uh starsky and hutch mm-hmm. yeah. in that movie or whatever and 21 jump street R- richard roundtree is 76 years old uh-huh. samuel L. jackson is 70 years old <laughs> <laughs> no way yes is sam jackson really 70 yeah, they're only six years different. Get out of town. And they're well, that, it's like, well, that, why didn't you? Why didn't you just put Richard Roundtree in the movie? Sam Jackson. Or why? Is why did you make it seem like there was such a great age? I bought it. I thought, you know, Sam Jackson was like twenty years younger than Richard Roundtree. Sam well, Jackson like, is seventy. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Because I saw, that, you know, when I saw the trailer for the new Shaft movie they're doing, I was like. And Richard Roundtree is going to be. I was like, man, how old is Richard Roundtree? And I was like, <laughs> it's not that old. That's really weird. Yeah. No, what was the in uh, the last uh, Indiana Jones movie? In uh, what was it Last Crusade? Mm-hmm. Sean Connery plays his the father. The very last. The very last one. The very <laughs> the, yeah. The, they they made those first three, and that was it. I've, I've seen no other. And uh, so Sean Connery, though, is what? Isn't he like close to the same age as uh, Harrison Ford or something? And he's playing his dad. Yeah. I don't know if they're that close. Are they that oh, close? Oh, they're, they're pretty close. Yeah. I, I think they would be within like that well, seven window. Sean Connery was born in 1930. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's 12 years older than he is. So that's not much of a difference, but yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Harrison Ford's 76 years old. Jesus. Harrison Ford's always been kind of a grumpy old fuck though. So I, I'm not surprised. Like he plays that grumpy old man pretty well. Wow. Samuel Jackson is fucking 70. He that did pretty good in uh, Captain Marvel. That dude's made one, two, three, four, five. He got six movies coming out this year. He's fucking 70. What the fuck? He is secretly running Hollywood. I mean, yeah. Not don't the, realize it. Yeah, people talk about the Jews doing it. No, Sam Jackson's running Hollywood. This is his show. I didn't like know Morgan Freeman was kind of doing that for a while, but Sam Jackson's like, man, step over, old man. I didn't know that uh, Sam Jackson had a secret cameo in a cut scene in, uh, what was it, uh, Terminator? In, what was it, the third one? Oh, really? Does he does he rob a McDonald's or something? Well, no, you remember the... Uh, Who the hell is this asshole? <laughs> no, you remember the, the soldier that they based the Terminator's faces on? It was Sam Jackson? <laughs> no, it was... Uh, they had Arnold Schwarzenegger. But he's a southerner, and he had this voice that they dubbed over. What Are you talking about uh, Rise what of the... What Terminator Fury? movie are you watching? There's the one... <laughs> I don't remember this at all. There, there's the Terminator where there's, like, the older uh, John Connor... And the girl that's going to become his wife, not yeah, older, Claire but, Danes. Yeah, is that's that the third one? Yeah. And then there's then there's Powers a scene. Loves that movie. There's a scene that's cut out where they're doing a promo video for the new uh, Terminator units that they're developing. Uh huh. And they're going to make them more humanoid. Do they call them Terminator units? I don't know. Dun, 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 dun. It's been thirty years since I've seen this, but then the it's a and this is even worse. It's a cut scene, and so it's got. Uh, uh, was it uh, Terminator guy who's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger playing this U.S. Army soldier, and he's got a Southern accent, right? And so they show this like hope dubbed over Hercules style, and it's dubbed over. But the dub over is Samuel L. Jackson. He is you're doing right. this exaggerated uh, Southern accent, and then at the end of it, he looks to the guy and goes, "I yeah, he's great, but I hate the voice. Change it." And then it cuts to this, you know, young guy in a suit. He looks over and goes, and he has like Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice. He goes, "We will change it." And with the clue being, ah, he uses his own voice to change it. I always wanted to see that um, Black Snake Moan movie because it looks St. Christina Ricci's real hot and sweaty looking. Yeah, I want to see that. It's okay. Does she get nude in it? Hmm. Christina Ricci. No, but Samuel uh, Jackson does. Well, okay, I'll watch it then. That's 70, <laughs> 70 year old cock. Yeah. Let me see. <laughs> well, it was only a six, you know, fifty mid fifties year old cock. Golly, then. he did fucking I can't use Glass, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, Shaft, his uh Spider Man Far From Home, and then this the last full measure. His movies are gonna make fucking like three billion dollars this year. Yeah, he's an industry unto himself. Yeah, it's crazy. And then he's got all those Capital One commercials. Yeah, and then he doesn't even give a shit about people hating him. He's like, fuck you, motherfuckers. Did you see that interview that he did? Uh, it was wonderful. Like, he was talking about how, like, his politics are his politics alienating his fan base. And he's like, I don't give a shit. He's like, I already cashed those checks. Fuck them. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll find the interview for you. It's, it's really wonderful. And I just... As I read the quotes, I just hear it in Dave Chappelle's Sam Jackson voice. Yeah. Let's see. Let me see if I can find it. And talk amongst yourselves. Yes, they deserve to die, and yeah. I hope they burn in hell. Wow, he's 70. My God. Yeah. He's old, man. Never look better. 
Yeah. That's weird in in the Marvel movie, in the Miss Marvel movie, Captain Marvel movie. Captain Marvel. That they gave him hair because he never really had hair. I was I pulled up the the what was the the, the parody movie? Never had hair? Well, he had hair, but no, what I mean, was, not a lot. There was the, 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 there's the fake ass Lethal Weapon parody that had Emilio Estevez, um, it, Loaded Weapon, and he, yeah, he was and bald he was, in that one. He wasn't bald, but he had a receding hairline. Yeah, and I, I tweeted the pictures. Yeah. And it was Good like fellas, Jurassic Park, like he had a receding hairline. And that was this around the same time as what Captain Marvel. That was like ninety four, and then Captain Marvel is set in uh, ninety five. And it's like okay, so they sent him back, and he had better hair. And the uh, well, this is Nick Fury. This isn't yeah. Samuel Jackson. Right, that is that is correct. Can I read this to you? This is the article that he did. The, the interview, I guess it was in, I don't know where it was, but he was like. Um, carefully weighing everything he says. He says, I know how many motherfuckers hate me. He told Esquire magazine, I'm never going to see a Sam Jackson movie. Fuck, I care. Uh, if you never went to another movie I did in my life, I'm not going to lose any money. I already cashed that check. Fuck you. <laughs> Burn my videotapes. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> You're an actor. Stick to acting. No, motherfucker. I'm a human that feels a certain way. <laughs> And then he was like, uh, I guess talking about healthcare or something. And he says, and some of this shit does affect me because if we don't have healthcare and my relatives get sick, they're going to call my rich ass. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to have healthcare. I want them to be able to take care of themselves. That's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, it's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not going to watch any Samuel L. Jackson movies because of his politics, you're just not going to watch movies anymore, basically. Yeah, like, because he's not going to watch TV because yeah. commercials show up. And then, like, he's got those commercials with Charles Barkley and um, Spike Lee that they've been running during the NCAA tournament. Those are good commercials. Yeah. Well, it's a little weird when they brought in, like, Jim Nance and Larry Bird. It's like somebody told him, like, hey, you might want to throw a white guy in here. You're, you're scaring the viewers out. <laughs> This is still CBS. Come on. We they, need to white guys. A lot of these magma fucks think you guys are taking over anyway. So you've got <laughs> to sprinkle some white fucks in here. <laughs> All right, fine. But we get to pick the white people who come. Yeah. <laughs> this could be Jim Nance and Larry Bird, and that's it. <laughs> because at least Larry Bird is good at basketball and talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, Star Trek, right? I've already lost track of how long we've been talking about not Star Trek. It happens from time to time. Yeah, I know. It's what happens for good episodes. So um, Quark is really good at this. But I mean, I think if you're selling weapons to people who want weapons, I don't think you have to be very good at it. They just want your product. And of course, the, the scheme here is the most Ferengi thing ever because they're not technically breaking the law. We're just showing them holographic representations of these weapons. <laughs> weapon sales are actually taking place somewhere where it's legal. Mm -hmm. Where in God's green galaxy is it legal to sell weapons to people? Uh, it's like the three-mile limit or 12-mile limit or whatever. Okay. They're out, they're, they go outside Federation jurisdiction. Yeah. Okay. Interstellar waters. Okay. <laughs> so you just kind of go out into like the fucking battle. Hell, they could do it in the Gamma Quadrant. Yeah, I guess they could, but that would be risky yeah. business. <laughs> yeah, you lose, you lose on that one. Yeah, I mean, you got to give a cut to the Dominion, obviously. And then they're going to want to know why you're going in and out of the... Why were you in the wormhole for 30 minutes? Hey, hey. Are you asking? 
My private life is my own business. Thank you very much. Hey, why don't you shut up? I love the fucking wormhole. It's really nice. You're being a dick. I feel connected to the profits. Yeah, the profits. My profits. Get it? Profits. Oh, because they're Ferengi. I like money. I'm Cork, and I like money. I love money. Dennis will be uh, portraying Quark in the new animated series. Uh, I'll do it. I'm Quark and I love money. Yeah. Just like that's the voice. Yeah. Hey, I'm Quark and I love money. <laughs> <clears throat> Sign yeah. this man up. How long do Frankie live? I don't know because uh, what's his name said he's been in the arms business for 40 years and he's looking to retire. Hmm. So it's like, okay, so I would have thought he was in his 40s, but if he started like, what, in his teens, he'd be mid-50s. Yeah, I imagine they start, you know, working pretty early. Oh, yeah, they in have. the arms business, you go with that early? Why not? I mean, nobody, gonna, nobody, like, kids get inspected less than adults. Yeah, they're like, not going to search a bunch of kids. Planet. So, I don't Except know how. pedophile planet. Those people will probably inspect kids. Pedophile planet. Which one yeah, is that? TNG. I just listened to that podcast we did. TNG episode. What? They tried to steal Wesley and some other kids. Oh. From Enterprise. Yeah. I don't remember. I was it, it was the that. planet that could had the cloaking device over the whole yeah. planet. Yeah. They had superior technology, and so they tried to, but they couldn't reproduce. So they. Because yeah. the cloak had made them sterile. They tried to steal the kids. Oh. It was the, the little girl that made the the. What? There was one of the kids made like a dolphin or something. Yeah, the boy. Um, okay. Harry. So they do it for like the purpose of like procreating. So they steal children and have them. Well, yeah, because they're all going to die out eventually. Because they didn't realize they were being. They had this uh, AI computer machine called the uh, the caretaker. I guess. Uh-huh. Not the caretaker. Something else. It was. It wasn't the caretaker. Caretaker from Voyager. Voyager. It was. Uh, Let's not talk Voyager. about that. Yeah, but this this machine had emitted radiation they didn't know about, and it made them sterile. Oh, okay, but then if they thought they thought it was hereditary, and okay. it's like infertility can't be hereditary. That's impossible. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. But the thing is, though, like, well, if Wesley's hanging out there, isn't he going to become sterile too from the radiation? Well, they didn't know that, but they didn't know that's what made them. They thought it was just because they were in a secluded society for so long that eventually. You know. Maybe they knew they would be sterile and they got Wesley so there would be no more. They can't be any more Wesley crushers. We gotta end his gene line right here. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, just I listened to that last week. It was it was a pretty good dork trek. Oh good. I, I recommend checking it out. Are you starting up the Dork Trek uh the Dork Trek podcast where you watch and review yeah. episodes of Dork Trek? It's a right. dork, dork, trek, trek. <laughs> dork, trek, dork, trek. I'm in Let's do it. Let's do a. Let's do a dork trek podcast where we talk about dork trek. I'd be totally into that. That would be the most meta shit in the whole wide world. The uh, uh, you talking you two to me podcast has uh, Adam Scott and Scott Ackerman. Uh-huh. They, they did a an episode where they reviewed their first episode <laughs> <laughs> so like usually when they review an album like they they'd go through each u2 album or they went through each u2 album and then they did a rem show 
they went through each REM album and kind of as they talked about as they played the album they talked over it and you know just whatever so for this they just played their old their first episode and talked over it <laughs> again that's very that's very meta yeah. wouldn't they get confusing no <laughs> it's 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 pretty funny it sounds pretty funny yeah so anyway um yeah so he's really good at all this stuff. But then I guess the region of Palmara, who is at war with his dudes as he wants to make so he wants to make a purchase where he's going to kill 28 million of his opponent's people. Yeah. Well, he wants the initial casualties to be about 8 million, but then slowly grow to about 20 million more than that. So yeah, 28 total. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're all looking for anyway. I mean, you know, 20 million, 28 million, it's all the same. I mean, as long as all these people die, we're good, right? Right. Oh, that fringy humor. And then I guess Quark gets cold feet about it. And he's like, I don't know if this is right. Yeah, that's not, that's not his style. He, he does have uh, ethics. Which is weird because you're selling these weapons to other wars. It's like he's worried about innocent people dying. It's like innocent people die in war all the time. <laughs> like you're not really like all these other wars that you're supplying weapons for are probably killing. The yeah. Kidney. But I, but at the same time, Dennis, I guess when you're involved in genocide, like, you know, you don't want to have anything to do with that. I mean, that's a little too much for even Ferengi, at least for Quark anyway. Yeah. His cousin's down for it, but yeah. Well, his cousin sucks, obviously. But yeah, you can't do that. And Quark even knows. It's one of those things, like, when you talk about the morality of war, it's like, where do you really draw the line? Like, yeah, but then I think it would, hard to, it would be hard to justify having Quark on the show after, like, he's like, yeah, cool genocide. I'm down with that. Yeah. Because then, like, he becomes a completely... Ask Kira if she's down with genocide of all Cardassians. <laughs> she's not. I don't think she would be. I think her tone is softened. Maybe. In I season one, I though, I don't know. I think she would be happy to uh, take out all the Kardashian military, but uh, like women and children in the streets, I don't know if she'd be cool with that. Just the occupiers. I guess we really don't see too many people who aren't in the Kardashian military or government. Yeah. Throughout the show. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's not a lot of like room for Cardassian like civilians. You don't really. Yeah, see you don't that. see like Cardassian traders coming to the station or anything yeah. like that. Everybody's wearing those goofy uniforms. Yeah, or like the scientist came that one episode that Cork was trying to bang the chick. Yeah, um, I remember that one. And even the idea of like it's almost like a Klingon scientist. Like it just sounds weird in its vocalization. You know. Nothing yeah, against Klingon. Obviously, it obviously has to exist, but you're just like, that's weird because we never see that. Yeah. Because you, well, because I think at some point Star Trek does get so, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? They get so kind of like, like the, all, their, all their races have just like singularity issues. Like, yeah. all, it's like an RPG. Yeah. Like, okay, if you're this race, then these are the classes that are available. Yeah. 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 It's very, very much so. Monolithic. Well, well, wasn't that like a racist thing, though, that they just yeah. were cool with? Was the whole, well, you wouldn't expect a, a, a Klingon to be a ship's counselor or a, uh, yeah. you know, like that. And it's just, well, why, why not? Yeah. Klingon's got feelings. You cry with no honor. <laughs> Have honor in your tears. Now, the B story, which we haven't even touched on, 
Keiko once again being the good mother that she is is out of town and left Miles with the baby. And so, the, so Miles tries to breastfeed. In trouble on Bajor. No, baby's in trouble on Deep Space Nine, woman. I guess she took Molly with her because Molly ain't nowhere to be seen. Yeah. No, but Molly probably had a friend's house because she got tired of that crying ass baby. Yeah. And then guess- Brian can't put the baby down. Oh, that's cute. What are we going to do? I'll take him to work with me. Take your baby to work day. Fuck, that would be so annoying. Oh, look, he's Somebody got bring, a baby like, in a bar. It's annoying when people bring their pets to work oh sometimes, like just because it's their off day and they just bring their pet in because they wanted to pick something up. It's like, fuck, why do you bring your dog in the office? Yeah. I'm ba- it's bad enough when people bring their imagine. freaking kids to the office. I'm yeah, just like. All day? It's like, hell no. Now, oh, why? yeah, you know, the school had to let out early because of that measles outbreak, so we couldn't, <laughs> arrange, measles child, outbreak. couldn't arrange child care in time, so we had to bring little Billy to the office. I'm little like, Billy. And why? Kids why? are super annoying, and I know this uh, with recent evidence because uh, we, just, we just took a trip this week. And, uh, uh, yeah, that's right, because you guys went to South Carolina. No, no, after that, uh, we ah. went to, to New York. Oh, very and, fun. Uh, we, were, we went to check into our hotel. We wanted to check in early but they're like, oh, housekeeping hasn't cleared the rooms yet. So we're just sitting there in the lobby. My wife is pissed. And so she unleashes our kids to just start playing in the lobby. <laughs> She's telling them, yeah, just go make noise. Make a bunch of noise. Go play. And then go play over there by the reception desk. Go. Did your, did your room get clean quicker? No. Oh, I'm surprised. No. Yeah. These people don't care. They're like, yeah, fuck your kids. They're like, fuck you. We're from New York. Yeah, we're from New York. We ain't got time for you, jackass. Fuck, you. fuck your kids. And yeah. fuck your kids, kids that ain't even born yet. Yeah, you cockzuggers. Um, yeah, well, that's fun. I didn't know you went to New York, too, Dennis. You're a jet set and play. That's how I was at the Mets game. Uh, you were watching the game? I thought you were watching it on television. No, I was there. No, oh, that's cool. How is City Field? I've never been. It's nice. What's weird, <clears throat> so... I got there and I was late because I had to wait for my kids to go to sleep before I could leave. So <laughs> the game started at seven, seven ten uh-huh. today, and I got there at like eight thirty. So it was a oh, top. Wow. So I literally missed half the game. Oh, that sucks. But um, and I had, I left early too. So <laughs> but I, I already had the ticket, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going." Yeah. So I went there and so I immediately went to go find my seat, which was which is pretty good. It was like right under where the cameras were. The oh, cameras that's cool. Behind the uh, behind the batter's box. Okay. Everything. So it was, it was pretty good seats. All the press boxes and everything were behind me. And I look around and I was like, man, this really isn't, it's really not a lot of people there. Yeah. It was kind of cold. Like oh, it was, yeah, it was freezing windy. last night. It was windy. And uh, so there's probably like a third full okay. in there. And everybody, like all the people in the cheap seats were coming down to the front okay. to watch the game closer or whatever. So, but where my seats were, they have like the Foxwoods lounge or whatever Ooh, there, man. which is, yeah, it sounds fancy. But I went in there. There's more fucking people inside <laughs> not watching the game, just like hanging out and like drinking beers, eating food and stuff like that than there are actually watching the game. Yeah. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. That's crazy. The Mets had this crazy two-out rally in the fifth inning. Yeah. And all these people were just sitting around. Like they, I don't, they weren't even paying attention to the TVs that were in the lounge interesting they're talking yeah did you um did you eat shake shack no oh man i've heard shake shack no. is very yummy i just grabbed oh, a, a foot long we're getting, getting a, a, a stick shack. So get my stick. you guys are getting a shake shack yeah 
Where? Uh, Town Center. Wow, that's cool. You know where uh, the Barnes and Noble and Town Center is? Yes. It's right there at the corner. Ah, that's cool. I guess. Yeah, down the old Lens Crafter and the Bagels Place. And I've heard Shake Shack is fantastic. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. So I'm, I was like, oh, so is this I always a- completed that and Steak and Shake. I fucking hate Steak and Shake. Yeah. I've heard Shake Shack is really good. They closed all the uh, Steak and Shakes down here. Really? On the south side, at least. I don't know if they had any on your side. No, I haven't driven by the one in Hampton recently. Because the ones down here, I guess there's some friends. Oh, wait, yes, I have. I think they're, they said they're remodeling it or something. Oh. They burned it down. It's only a couple years old. Like, why would you remodel? Because it sucked, and they're like, we got to figure a way to They get all have a particular look, you know? It's not yeah. like yeah. you're going to make it look more <laughs> like a 50s diner kind of place or whatever. Maybe they're going to try to update it or something. Well, they're going to put the, the – Like a 60s diner. No, they're going to make it more like a 50s diner by putting in the, the, the different water fountains and separate bathrooms. <laughs> what? And go over That'd be fucked up if, like, you go to Johnny Rockets and like, oh, no, no, you gotta you got to pick up your food and run back, sir. Hey, sorry about that, buddy. What? I'm, I'm obligated to call you the N-word. I'm so sorry. Go sit over <laughs> so there. I'm sorry, but it's either that or my job. This is the one place where I could get fired for not saying. I need my health care, man, so i got to call you the N-word. I'm the sorry. benefits here are insane. <laughs> I'm really sorry. How much would you have to be paid if you had to call everybody the N-word? Like everybody the N-word. I would. Oh, I don't, across I don't, the board? I don't think I could do it. I hate, um, that. I hate that word. Even if the job was as a rapper? Well, then I would have to write. Then somebody else would be writing my rhymes for me, and I would be a chump, so I wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> you could write your own lyrics, but you just have to include. You have to sprinkle it in. I think that's the that's the it's like we're going the all right test right there we're going to do the mad libs for you hey man i'll do that for free hell yeah man i'll pay you to let me do that hell yeah i'm gonna do it anyway here it comes ready let me finish banging my sister and I'll all those right people there. who say how come i can't say the n-word they would be signed oh up. yeah they would be the first ones yeah they'd be, yeah they would take all the jobs i wouldn't have to worry about okay it for them to say it but i can't say it oh that's not cool oh okay so they can do it so. I just don't get why blackface is racist. I still can't believe that guy's governor. What are you guys doing over there? I don't know. And nothing so, uh, has been said about it in weeks. Yeah, like he's still so, there. Is the is the lieutenant governor still there too? Yeah, everybody's still there. Wow, that's the attorney so crazy. general. Nobody lost their jobs. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, if that shit didn't come out about the lieutenant governor and the attorney general, I'm sure Northam probably would have been gone. Like, look. Know? Well, if we kick him out, then we got to get rid of those other guys. And then basically it hands the state to the Republicans and they're like, eh, we got to bite this bullet. And this like, what are you going to do? Okay, you don't like it. The only thing you can do is what? Hey, we want you to resign. No. Okay. Shit, that was our plan. Now, like, now what? If we all impeach him for something he did, you know, 40 years ago or whatever. If we all say. don't say anything about it. Yes, you know, they could recall it. I don't know if that's legal in Virginia or not. Yeah, you could have a recall election, but then it's like, okay, who's going to pay for that? Who's going to drum up the support? Yeah. Apparently, it didn't bother anybody enough, huh? I won't vote for him again. Oh, you can't. Yeah, that's it. That's the joke. (laughs) One term, bro. 
That is the good thing about Virginia. Is like if you the, the good thing is maybe we'll get a female governor finally in Virginia. It's a little weird that they've never had one. Yeah. Alabama has had a – I don't even think there's ever been a nominee, a female nominee for governor in either party in Virginia. Interesting. It's weird. Hey, Google. I'm from South Carolina. First? We had a, a female governor. And she's part Indian. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, but I guess Louisiana voted for that Bobby Jindal dude. And he was Indian. He just called himself Bobby. And people are like, oh, yeah, he's a yeah. good he's a good. He also had a woman as a governor, too. Like, it's, yeah. it's just weird that Virginia has never had a woman well, hold a statewide has she, ever, has she ever been in blackface? Because maybe that's the problem, Dennis. She's got to put blackface on. Then they'll elect her. <laughs> well, Richmond was the capital of Confederacy. So. Hey, let's put on some blackface. Then, we, then you got my vote. What? You heard me. <laughs> I'm not pulling this lever until I see some blackface. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. Come on, jump, jump. Let's see. Let's hear it. All right. What are you waiting for? Ah, ah. All right. You can do it, uh, um, Mrs. Doubtfire style. We'll give you like a cocoa cream pie <laughs> or something like that. You can just smash in your face. Yep. And just go, yes, sir. And then you're good. And then you got my vote. Ah, ah. Welcome to the W. <laughs> right. Equally as good. All right. You're hired. Congratulations. <laughs> good, Miss Governor. So then, yeah, um, so then, I guess this, this whole thing strains the relationship between Quark and Jed Z because Jed Z is well, everybody, like, everybody on the station's up his ass because of this, but especially Rightfully so he's selling yeah. weapons. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're going to lose some friends when you do that. It does kind of happen, I guess. <clears throat> so, and then I guess he, um, he kind of pulls a fast one on him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He kind of he tells them to meet each other. He's like, hey, you meet me here. He tells his cousin's other. a fucking moron. Yeah. That's just how greedy his cousin is. It's like, uh, why is the opposition here? It's like, oh, we're going to sell it to them too. Remember you, how you said it was so risky, but we can make a lot of money? Just think about it. So just you just stay here. <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> 20 minutes, you bring them to this place, okay? Yeah, I know that's where we're meeting the other guy, the regent and everything, but it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, what are you worried about? What an idiot. That's, that just seems like a setup from the get-go. Yeah. No, not a setup. I don't know oh, what you're talking about. The little flashy thing doesn't work. Well, I'll be right back. Let me go get a, a tool. Yeah. Freeze. And then they have like a shootout, and then everybody gets arrested. What are you doing here? There you go. And that's that. Now, there has to be some blowback about this because Quark just can't try to set up these two races against each other and, like, kind of live scot-free after that, right? Well, no. What was the thing is, like, the, the one... The region got uh, killed. region oh, got yeah. killed. And then there were, like, purification squads after Yeah, the, what, what is that? They, pure, they just used that term, like, offhandedly, like, we're all supposed to know it. I was like, I never heard this term before, I don't think. I mean, what's well, from the group of people? I mean, it's from the region's planets. A purification squad? Yeah. Wow, that's hardcore. Did they explain this earlier in the episode and I just didn't catch it? No. No. It's just, I think it's just meant to sound kind of... Hillary? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mission accomplished. Yeah. If we, if we, if we have since the purification squad, they uh, <laughs> expected to make uh, significant progress. It sounds like the, uh, like the purifiers from the Marvel Universe who just want to kill all the mutants. Yeah. You're right. 
You right. Yeah. And of course, O'Brien at the end. Warf finally... holds, holds his baby and his Breaks baby's it. over not liking anybody. Be quiet, stupid child. <laughs> yeah. And then that's it. Warf like holding the baby, though. It reminds me of when, uh, like in The Walking Dead, the Daryl guy like holds a baby mm. and like everybody's heart fucking exploded on the internet because of it or whatever. That was kind of that same moment with Worf, like holding the baby. It's like, he well, didn't, didn't want to give it back. Yeah. What, what was that? When Brian reaches for him, he's like, yeah. this is my baby. Now you have to, I I'll never fight. saw my son at this age. I'll fight you to the death for it. It was that. awesome. I've never had a sleepless night. It's <laughs> so great. And then you know what else is cool? Like I'll kill you and take your baby, but then I'll forget about it. Like I did Jeremy Asher. And it'll just kind of grow up somewhere as like yeah. a hobo kid. This baby is now my brother. <laughs> There's like this intergalactic uh, cult uh, called the the Children of Worf that are all these kids that he's adopted and made part of his the House be, of Moog. That'd be a great episode. Yeah, the Children of Worf. I would love that episode. That'd be a good movie, and then yeah. they all come back to try to kill Worf. No, they don't want to kill him. They they blindly follow him. Yeah. No, no, they don't want to kill him because they, they do acts on his behalf. He abandoned for the them. honor of the House of Moog. No, he abandoned them, so he wants they want to kill him. And maybe, then, maybe he didn't abandon them. Maybe they're sleeper agents wherever he planted them. And then old, but no, but they all want to kill old man Worf. But then old man Worf has to like fucking beat the shit out of all of them. Well, hey, since CBS uh, All Access likes to you know rip us off, uh, I'm just gonna put this energy out to the universe. 2020, the children of Moog. <laughs> no, no I, we I, call I, it the children of Moog, not the children of Worf. You can't sue us, Dork Trek. I, I want to see. Uh, Jeremy Astor show up on the new Picard series. Yeah, it'd be, full ground. so it'd be like Captain Astor showing yeah. up. The House of Moog will protect you, sir. What? <laughs> huh? Who are you? I haven't seen you since what second season? What? What is this, buddy? Who are you? Don't worry about it. Well, fans of Door Trek will remember. <laughs> Jeremy Astor, House of Moog. How you doing? Nice to nice see you. Oh, Jeremy Asher, buddy. I have not seen you in a long time. How are things at the House of Moog? Very cool. Oh, yeah, Wolf just abandoned you. There's a whole group of them. They have a meeting every week at Quartz. It's right over there. How's Alexander doing? <laughs> yes. Not so well. Oh, bummer. All right, well, goodbye. That's the spinoff. That's, the, the, that's how they started. And then the it's story. a comedy. Yeah. This week on the House of Moog. <laughs> big trouble. And Call clean it up. Yeah. So what do you wanna um how do you wanna rate this episode? It's a uh, it's a six for me. Right. It's okay. Like I started out and I was like, because I didn't see where it was going at first. I was like, oh god, it's another emo episode. <laughs> That'd be like three in a row. Because because Quark is so bummed out at the beginning, but uh, it turned out okay for me. So I think yeah. like six. Uh, ben, what about you? I give it a six as well. It was it was it wasn't a, like a oh my god this is the greatest show ever. <laughs> Are you sure was, you're not like that? It was like yeah it's, it's pretty good it's, it's nice all right. Now I'm gonna give it a six too. Nice six six. And another six. The number of the beast. This episode gets the number of the beast. It's 18. Yes. So, all right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. Sorry we were late. We just had a, uh, we were a day late and a dollar short, but here we are. Funny nonetheless. 
Yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back. It's not your fault. It just kind of worked out that way. It's not a big deal. You got to, you got to see the you got to see the Metropolitans, and that's fun. Big Apple. And like all my family was sick yesterday too, so I was like doing double duty, putting all the kids to bed and taking care of my wife and stuff. So I had a lot of shit going on, man. So it's cool. Hope they I just I just didn't want to show up. That's fine. Hey, man. You know what? I respect the honesty. That's why we love you, Ben. Ben just doesn't give a shit either way. He's like, you know what? Fuck the podcast. Yeah. What? You guys don't want to do it? Me too. <laughs> So. Yeah, whatever Dennis does, I want to do the opposite. So yeah. whatever's the most inconvenient for him. Yeah, that's the kind of relationship you guys have. You're the Star Trek on. Kind of All right, so we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll be back. I don't understand. <laughs>